Made it to Friday. Welcome in. Good to have you. Bill Michael Show. We've got a lot to get to today. Uh, loaded. Not as loaded as we'll be when we head out to Super Bowl, but we're loaded today. We got uh, Tyler Dunn of GoLongTD.com is going to join us. We got Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press Gazette. Mike Clemens uh, is going to be here today. And then on top of it, Jennifer Hammond, who works for the uh, Fox affiliate in Detroit. We're going to talk with her about uh, the matchup with the 49ers coming up and uh, talk to the uh, Detroit side of things. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for Detroit. I just am. Just kind of, uh, I mean, I know uh, I picked at the beginning of the season uh, Baltimore and the 49ers to get to the Super Bowl, and it, I'd look like a savant if it happens, but I'm rooting for the, uh, I'm rooting for the Lions. Have to admit. Have to admit. Uh, you want to get a hold of us today on this busy Friday, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Also, hit us up over on Twitter on X at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, or at Wisco Grant. Grant Bill's producing the program. You can hit us up on Instagram as well, at The Bill Michaels Show, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S. Find us over on YouTube as well. YouTube is uh, a great way to watch the program, listen to the program, take it anywhere and everywhere if you want to. Uh, in that sense, uh, you can go to youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. Uh, but there's the Zone app. If you just want to listen to the program, you can do that. Download it. The Zone Madison. The Zone Madison app. And you can find us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts as well. We're on LinkedIn TV, Twitch TV, Kick TV, all that kind of good stuff too. So, Made it to Friday, Grant Bills. How are we doing today? I'm doing great, Bill. I thought that there was a Badger game on last night, so I got home and I was furiously whipping around the TV and I couldn't find it. That was uh, tonight. So last night, really didn't have much to watch except the Celtics and the Heat, and that game sucked. So pretty mm-hmm. uneventful night. Yeah, not a, not a great sports night last night. I, uh, I ventured out. I shoveled the, uh, the patio and ventured out to the grill and grilled up a couple of steaks last night and, and had a couple of beers and just relaxed. Sat downstairs, fire going, the whole thing, and it was just a relaxing night. I don't even know what the hell I watched last night. I don't know if I was watching. Uh, I think I watched a Dateline. A bunch of Big Bang theories were on in the background. I was doing a lot of reading last night. I was reading some stuff uh, about uh, Super Bowl and uh, a lot of different things to do in Vegas. And I was getting a hold of some friends out in Vegas. We, uh, if all this pans out, this show is going to be really cool uh, when we go to Las Vegas. You know what I'm trying to get us to do? And I'm not, there's nothing written in stone, but I'm trying. Did you ever watch the show Counting Cars? We saw Danny Kirkle, um when we were out, or Danny Coker when we were out in, uh, in uh, Sturgis. Remember that? We, I got a chance to interview him on the stage out there, the guy that does uh, Counting Cars. Yeah. The show. So he had given me his number, and Kevin, Kevin, a big muscular guy that kind of runs the shop, uh, he had given me their numbers. So we started texting them last night. We were kind of going back and forth, and I said, hey, look, we'd love to get you over to Radio Row. Just to kind of, you know, it's, it's not sports-related, but it's, you know, celebrity-related. So it'd be great to just come over and, and BS a little bit. And, uh, and he said, I'll tell you what, maybe we'll do that. Let, I'll let you know here next week. I said, okay, great. And he said, we'd love to have you at the shop. Wow, okay. So maybe we're going to go do that. We can squeeze that into our schedule. 
go over to the shop where they film the, the show Counting Cars. Is personal tour. While we're talking about reality TV, is Pawn Stars in Las Vegas too? Is yep. that out there? I yep. think there's a bunch of shows yep. out there. Gold, gold and Silver, Gold and Silver Pond. That's yep. right. That's down there too. Yeah. That's out there as well. So yeah, we've we I didn't get a hold of him. because uh, I don't know them. But I did get a hold of uh Danny and those guys. So that'd be kind of cool maybe to go over there and walk through the shop and Maybe see the guys uh, you see on TV all the time. Maybe I'll go pawn all our radio equipment and then take the money and yeah. gamble it away. The yeah. last night we're th- last night we're right. there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, just to let you know, and I was going to send you an email, but it's, this is easier. Uh, we've got a TV production meeting next Tuesday, so you got to be in on that meeting. So I'm actually going to be coming to Madison next Tuesday. Oh hell and, yeah! Yeah. So right after the show, because I know you got to do your thing at four, but. Right after the show, so we're going to do a TV TV production meeting, which uh, I do need to uh, make a a little bit of an alert over on the live stream for those that watch on the live stream all the time. Um, So you know, the uh, because of TV and the way they take the show, the um, the chat on the side of the television screen that you watch the show on, the chat that is it's you can still do it. And I can still see it, but the chat is going away. And the chirons and such underneath, like the breaking news scroll and all that stuff, those are eventually going to go away as well because that they need the raw footage and the raw video. And so unless we set up two camera crews, which we're not doing, uh, this just makes it easier for everybody. So I hate to say that because I know that there's a lot of good discussion that goes on over in the chat room, but... It's uh, that that sidebar is going to go away, at least for at least for the week of Super Bowl, at least for the week of Super Bowl while we're out there. So uh, but I wanted to let everybody know. So hey, we were t- discussing that yesterday, trying to figure out a way to do it. And it's just not feasible to do it. Can't grab the, the raw video that way because that's a part of the raw video. So anyway, plus, here's the problem. There are certain people in that live chat that use and, and I don't mind it because it's Internet. Uh, you know, they use language and you can't use language on on over-the-air TV, so and they can't run blockers enough to scroll out every dirty word. So, so anyway, I wanted to let you know that was going on. We are waiting for the white papal smoke to come out of twelve sixty-five. It hasn't happened yet, and we're waiting to find out um, what's going to happen in Green Bay for the defensive coordinator. Eventually, the strength and conditioning coach uh, will be hired as well. Uh, so we'll get into all of that. But uh, today we got Tyler Dunn to go along TD.com, and we're going to talk about. You know, what happened, obviously, uh, with the Chiefs and in Buffalo. And, you know, since he's from that area, we're going to kind of, you know, talk about that a little bit and then obviously start to project towards Kansas City and Baltimore and also Detroit and the 49ers. So we're going to get into that discussion. Pete Doherty, the Green Bay Press-Gazette, is going to be here a little bit later on. And he'll talk to us about his thoughts on the season. It, it, we, you know, it was great. We, we've had so many people on. You know, Andy Herman of the Packet A podcast, Mike Clements has joined us, Eric Baranchek has joined us. We've had so many people on that it just, you know, Dan Casper yesterday from our affiliate in Eau Claire, just talking about their thoughts on the season, their thoughts on moving forward, what they do and don't need, uh, where you feel good uh, about this team versus where maybe it's a little bit thin. So uh, we'll get uh, Pete Doherty. Uh, we'll get his thoughts uh, coming up today as well. And then... Uh, our guy, Mike Clemens, going to be here in the final hour, as always, on a Friday. We'll close it out with Mike. Uh, but in the meantime, we've got Jennifer Hammond, who is going to be here as well and give us the uh, the lowdown over there in Detroit. Got hoops uh, hoops galore, man. You got Bucks back at it tonight. Uh, Doc Rivers, what was it, $40 million? Doc Rivers making $10 million a year? 
Yeah. I mean, that's what it takes. I mean, it's the middle of the year. You got to coax them out of the TV booth. I, uh, look, it ain't my money. I don't care. It doesn't count against the cap. I don't care. I'm a little surprised that they had to go in that direction, but oh well. Hey, if it gets them a championship, that's great. I, what, what do you think the over and under is Doc Rivers lasting those four full years? If you had to make a guess, what is the over and under on Doc Rivers making it to four full years? I mean, I guess the number would probably be one and a half. Do you think he makes it two full seasons? You know what I mean? Because if, if it falls apart this year, right? I mean, they could just open it back up and do another legitimate coaching search this offseason. But then you'd be paying four coaches you know, right. for the next couple of years. So exactly what is the limit for this ownership group and for Jimmy and D Haslam who are just shoveling money, which is what we wanted him to do, right? Cut the checks right. and, and try to win a title while Giannis is here. So I, you know, they're, they're holding up their end of the bargain, but man, if doc doesn't work, then you're paying four coaches. Jeez. Exactly. I, that's why I think uh, doc is here for at least three years, at least three years. I can't imagine them paying all of these guys. Uh, all of that uh, the entire time. That's why I think Doc's here at least three years before it's all said and done. So, and again, I, I man, I hope Doc Rivers was able to kind of step aside, get out of the way, guide him a little bit with Kevin Garnett and company and Ray Allen and such in Boston, and that worked out, and they won a championship. I I just hope that whatever he does, I hope it's the magic pill, because. This team needs it. Did you read the article on the full breakdown as to what was going on behind closed doors? Yeah, it was bad, really, from the jump. Really, from yeah. game two or three. I mean, there was there was friction, yeah. Yeah, it was not. Um, so when people say, look, they were winning, winning is the ultimate deodorant. What winning did was prolong the inevitable. Because you're winning. You don't want to upset the apple cart. But it was... Like I said, it, it was like even when Budenholzer was let go last year, it wasn't because of the failure in the postseason. It was what we saw leading up to it where, you know, I've been through this a thousand times. I don't want to go through it again, but you can't keep giving leads away and then scrambling at the end. And, you know, same thing with this team. You know, you get up early or it's a battle. You're struggling down the stretch. You're playing toe-to-toe with bad basketball teams. You're not playing any semblance of defense. And, you know, I know guys get tired of hearing about it. and They, get, they got aggravated. They had an airing out session. And it seems like the airing out session, for as much as they said it was good to air all the, the grievances, like a, their own version of Festivus, it seemed like that was the tipping point, doesn't it? When you read, when you read, it, it was like there was problems, 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 problems. The airing out session, everybody feels better, but then it got worse. And, and, and that was when they said, okay, this, you know, the last couple of weeks of practice, it was, it was scattered. And guys were like, what, what the hell are we doing? And that's when it got worse, not better. Well, I, I think airing out sessions are, are good. You can have a, a good, healthy relationship between players and coach. I think the problem was it wasn't getting any better, right? They right. would squabble over scheme and philosophy, and then it would just stay the same. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I know it's easy to say it's, well, it's early. It's jam- Well, it's almost February. Like, they've played. Yeah. We're closing in on 50 games here. That's a big sample, and they really haven't gotten any better. Yeah, you're, right. You're, you're, you're halfway through your season. So you can't keep saying it's early because it's not early. Hey, you're halfway through your season. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I I was reading that, and I'm like, wow. I mean, we could tell. You, you, sometimes you can look at things, and 
you you're, you're kind of like, oh, things look pretty good, but you start to see you know cracks here and there, and you're like, you're wondering, you know, and then there's times where you can just see it in the body language and go, yeah, that's yeah, that's not that's not gonna work. I watched Adrian Griffin. I watched. I actually watched Adrian Griffin more than maybe the actual play on the court towards the end. I was watching him work the sideline more, and he was to the point where he was just waving his arms and walking back and forth. There wasn't a lot of coaching going on. It was, and when he did, when he was like talking out to the floor, nobody was really paying attention. It was, and I guess you could say maybe John Horst and, and company kind of saw the same thing. It's like, no, there's there's a massive disconnect here. You've got guys winning in spite of, not because of, and we need to make a change. I think Doc Rivers comes in with a larger modicum of respect because he's been there, done that. Uh, obviously a name that's been around a long, long time. Uh, he was coaching Embiid, so he can, he has the level of comparison to Giannis to work with. Giannis, you know, probably Doc has Giannis's ear. Uh, but Damian Lillard is kind of the the X factor in this because Dame looked disinterested. Is that a good word for the way he looks on the floor? Yeah, I mean, he's a pretty stoic guy. He's not too right. emotional, but yeah, but he I looks think he's disinterested. Looked, he's looked down at, at certain times this year. Yeah. Yeah, he just looked disinterested. Now I'm anxious to see if there's a re-engaging of this group. That, that's that's what I'm looking for, uh, to see if they just look more engaged. And that's what you're hoping for. So, uh, anyway. Uh, and then, uh, happy birthday to Bob Euchre. Bob Euchre's birthday. 90 years old. 90. Um, man. And still doing ball games. Good for him. Good for him. I've always said, people ask when Euchre's going to, you know, retire. And I've always said, I don't. Uke loves, and and this just is just my time with him, working for years and years and years for the the flagship and doing the post game show and 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 traveling with those guys. Um, Uke, that's his life, man. The the day he retires is the day he stops swimming and he's like a shark. He just you die. Um, I that's just what he loves. He just loves baseball, just loves to be there with the guys, loves calling the games and the sights, the sounds, the smells, all that stuff. He just loves that. And, um, you know, I know Marty Brenneman talked to him just when Marty was going on kind of his retirement tour and uh, said, you, what are you doing? You know, um, you got all these different guys that are starting to, you know, kind of call it a career that came into the, the you know, the game together. And uh, and you said, I this is all I know. It's all I want, you know. It wasn't like he was doing it because he has to. He just does it because that's his life. That's what he enjoys. That and fishing are the two things he enjoys the most. So I, it doesn't surprise me. You, uh, 90 years old, still looking good, still still getting it done, has uh, had heart scares and cancer scares and all kinds of stuff and still kicking and still doing it. So Bob Euchre turning 90, 90 years old. So there you go. Okay, let's do this. We're going to step aside, take a quick break. We've got a lot more to get to. Uh, looking for the white papal smoke coming out of 1265. Nothing yet. Nothing yet. But, eh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll uh, kind of figure we'll take an over and under on the next three to five days.
to see when that starts to fly out of there. Uh, stick around. We've got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Lux Golf Bays, L-U-X-E, LuxGolfBays.com. That's LuxGolfBays.com. And the weather's great. Uh, not a lot of wind. You've had a little bit of mist and fog, obviously. But if you want to get a group together and go swing the sticks, you can do it in the heated bays with TVs above you. It'll analyze your swing. Oh, by the way, they've got a bar and full-service food. I mean, you don't ask for anything more than that. It's perfect. Lux, L-U-X-E, LuxGolfBays.com. That's LuxGolfBays.com in Franklin, Wisconsin. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. Hey, you got to check out, call our girl Barb. This is what's coming up if you're a music lover. They got a weekend coming up where I think it's in May. And they're going to do, it's kind of like the Up North Bands. It's like, I don't know if it's called the Battle of the Bands or what it is. But you get the room, tickets to the bands, and all the draft beer you can drink for like one price. If you just get the room, if you just buy the room, I think it's like uh, two twenty a night or something like that. But you you could probably drink, you know, fifty bucks worth of draft beer plus the tickets. So really, you're paying like a, a hundred bucks, hundred and twenty bucks for a night stay at the Four Seasons Island Resort. It's for the weekend. They're doing bands on Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday. And if you're a music lover, call her up and just say, "Hey, I just heard this thing about the Battle of the Bands or what's going on, and uh, the the free beer and all that stuff." Uh, but it's only for people that actually book there. Now, if you're going to just show up there, you you got to pay. But if you're booking there and you're booking the room, yeah, that's what you get. Uh, call Barb, 715-938-5110, 715-938-5110. Give them a shout. And uh, I just had some friends that uh, were going to go up, and they said, hey, no snowmobile trails. They're not opening the snowmobile trails up uh, just yet. And with all the warm weather, it's been melting away, and it's been sloppy and messy, and they can't get to them. And he said, you know what? We went up anyway. And they had a blast. They got good meals at the Diamond Room. They went into the UP and they did a little shopping and just running around, just kind of adventure, day drinking, so to speak. They had a great time at Boundary Waters. Uh, and then he said, man, just, you know, for two straight days, they just basically sat by the pool, jumped in the hot tub, jumped in a pool, jumped back in the lounge chairs, had some beverages, listened to music. He said it was one of the most relaxing weekends he'd ever had. Just loved it. So, again, uh, get a hold of our friends at the Four Seasons Island Resort or – Pine Mountain Resort uh, with the uh, Ski and Golf Resort there. Call Barb, 715-938-5110, 715-938-5110. They have so many things coming up. They have wine dinners coming up. They have the Battle of the Bands coming up. They've got a lot of good stuff. But just uh, give her a call. Give her a buzz. Uh, so we are now waiting for the you know parade, if you will, of candidates to roll through Lambeau Field as to who may or may not end up being the next defensive coordinator. And... Um, there's a lot of people with thoughts. Uh, you know, Ron Rivera, his name's come up. Vrabel's name's come up. But Vrabel apparently is not going to be a candidate for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Vic Fangio's going to uh, – he is not going to be a candidate. He's going to Philadelphia. Um, you've got, uh, you know, guys like uh, um, Mike Zimmer. He's been a guy. Jim Leonard's been a guy. I know that – I saw – I don't know who had the, uh, the post on Twitter. They did kind of a fan's – choice and it was kind of like a 
NCAA tournament where you're picking brackets for who you would vote for, and the fans' overwhelming choice in, is Jim Leonard, I get it. You know, now that's that's not to say that's not going to happen or will happen, but it's he's a Wisconsin guy. He's from here, you know, and everybody Wisconsin has to choose Wisconsin, and I understand that. I get it. And the one guy that they should have grabbed, should have, would have, could have, didn't, was T.J. Watt. And we all know every time you hear the word Kevin King, you think of T.J. Watt, and it makes you cringe, it makes you mad, and makes you pound your fist on things you probably shouldn't. And uh, you hurt your knuckles, hurt your fist, and uh, then you move on about your business. So I understand all of that. But I just want whoever is going to be the best, the best, for that particular position. Uh, Brady says uh, Brand, uh, Packers interviewing Brandon Staley I am not a fan not a fan just uh, I'm not Staley when he was here with the Chargers and was questioned hard about why is you you know look you're the defensive guy why is your defense stink I mean it stunk and he was just like defiant about them being bad, and I'm just like, wow. I, 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 that was a huge turnoff right then and there. It's like there's a guy that cannot handle the heat, just couldn't handle the heat. That was that was as telling as anything. Now I don't know what he is like behind closed doors, but this is a guy that was trying to tell us that the sun was up when really we're looking at the moon. And it was like, no, your defense sucks. It's bad in a lot of different areas. So now you're going to really want to kind of pay attention to the Chargers because you look over the fence and see what Harbaugh can do, not only with Justin Herbert and that offense, but what he can do as far as building a team and gathering the personnel and, and getting it all back on track and how quickly it turns around. I wouldn't be surprised if they're a 10-win team next year and, and go into the postseason. I, I, like I said, I can't stand Harbaugh, but damn if he's not a good coach, you know? So... Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Would do you want Brandon Staley anywhere near Green Bay? Um, I, like I could be talked into it. I think Brandon Staley is a very good defensive mind, and he was an awesome defensive coordinator with the Rams. I think his personnel ran away from him a little bit, and they got really injured. And I think being a head coach was a little bit too much for him. So I, I think he could be a great defensive coordinator. I'm a little worried though. My hesitance would be less about the man and more about his scheme. He runs the same right. stuff that Joe Barry ran. So if Matt LaFleur was frustrated by the certain style that Joe Barry ran, he's, he's signing up for the same thing if he brings in Brandon Staley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's just it. I mean, do you bring in a guy that's, you, you know, defensive coordinator? That's how he got the job was because he was good enough as a defensive coordinator to go then interview for a head coaching job. He was that good. But I don't – I just – I remember watching him just melt down in front of the media. Um, now, granted, maybe it was just merely the pressure of being a head coach, but I just remember him melting down and almost being defiant of this defense. And, and I'm like, whoa, your defense stinks, dude. I don't know what you're smoking, but it, it stinks. You know, the job you're doing with them stinks. So maybe it was just too much. Maybe, you know, hey, uh, Ray Rhodes, terrible head coach, really good defensive coordinator. So maybe that's the case. Maybe Brandon Staley comes in and he he takes it over. So I don't know. We'll see. But uh, I'm, I've just – that whole thing just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And at that point in time, I knew that was the beginning of the end of Staley in, uh, in Los Angeles. Just, you just knew it. You could see it coming down the pipe. 
1670. Hit us up. Want to hear from you. Um, Tom says, absolutely dumb if they hired Leonard. Why? Why? Why is it dumb? You don't know what he can do. He was pretty good at uh, Wisconsin. He was considered by many to be one of the better, the top three or four defensive coordinators in all of college football. Why would that be dumb? I don't understand that. You've already judged a guy before he's ever even taken a job in the NFL. He played in the NFL. He, he, he knows the NFL game. It's not like he's just a college coach. Uh, 877-867-1670. Skinny says, I, I bet you're happy Harbaugh left Michigan so your beloved OSU team will win the East again. Well, they won it when Harbaugh was there. They just went, ever since Ryan Day took over, Ryan Day sucks. I'm Look, this is less about Harbaugh leaving. No, here's my thing. To be honest with you, Skinny, no, I'm disappointed. I wanted to see Harbaugh whoop their ass again so Ryan Day was out, to be perfectly honest with you, because I think Ryan Day is not, go- not good as a head coach. He beats up on bad teams, pads his stats, and then when, when, it's, when it matters the most, he can't get the job done. He gets outcoached every damn time. And so, no, I'm, I'm actually I'm a little disappointed. I was really hoping Harbaugh would stay. I was hoping he'd stay. I was hoping he would weather the storm. I was hoping that all of that stuff with the, the cheating scandal, maybe he gets another two or three-game suspension at the beginning of the season. It's kind of a joke, but who cares? And then he goes on through another season and pounds the hell out of the Buckeyes, so they finally get rid of Ryan Day. That's, to be honest with you, that's what I was hoping because I think Ryan Day is nothing more than a rah-rah choke artist. So there you go. There you go. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Bill Michaels Show. Doing good today. Hey, uh, if you are going to swing by your local quick trip, uh, they got a lot of stuff going on right now. I mean, they they got bacon on sale. Don't get me wrong. But the take-home meals. Maybe you're out tonight. You want to watch the the Bucks game. You're out running around. They have all kinds of take-home meals. The uh, the chicken bacon mac and cheese is on sale. Uh, from seven ninety nine down to four ninety nine, they have the beef stroganoff, the spicy chicken penne. Their mac and cheese is really good, by the way. So any mac and cheese you get from them is awesome. They have the meatloaf and the mashed potatoes and gravy. Uh, so I mean, all you got to do is take them home, pop them in the uh, microwave, boom, you're good to go. They're they're really good and they're fresh made almost every day uh, out there in Lacrosse. They're shipped out to those stores, and then they're ready for you. And that's all you got to do: stop in, use your quick rewards card. Doesn't matter what you're there for. Always remember the take-home meals. They are fresh. They are easy. And they get the night done. They get the night done. Maybe you just don't feel like cooking. Maybe you're just going to say, hey, I'm going to run up the street. I'm going to grab uh, some chicken tenders for the kids. And, uh, man, I've been looking for the fettuccine Alfredo with the grilled chicken for a long time. Well, it's on sale. Grab it. Go to Quick Trip. Check out our friends at Quick Trip. Uh, and don't forget, like I say all the time, use your quick rewards card, and they will see you next time. Good stuff from our friends over there at Quick Trip. Um, a lot of people with a lot of opinion. I, here's the thing that I'm kind of reading right now. There is this camp of Jim Leonard and this camp of anti-Jim Leonard. And I, 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 the, 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 for Jim Leonard is all the people that saw what he did 
They followed his career since he came out of Wisconsin. They thought he was great at the University of Wisconsin. They are all Jim Leonard all the time. And then there's this other group of finger-waggers that he's not good. He, he'll, he's not going to be able to adapt. Uh, I just read somebody that said uh, he doesn't know the pro game, which made me go, what? He played in the pros. I, you know, he was pretty good. You might want to not hit enter before you check on that, I guess, you know. But it's like you're either for it or against it. There's no middle ground of, uh, you know, we'll see. You know, if they choose him, we'll, you know, that might not be a bad pick. Uh, we'll wait and see. Not at all. It's either love it or hate it. Love it or hate it. And the people that hate it are the finger waggers. I told you so. And that, you know what's funny, though, is the finger waggers that hate it never, ever, ever offer up another candidate. Never. Never do. Never say, hey, this guy would be better for the job. This is the reason why. Nope. It's just, I can't stand it. Can't stand Leonard. Coaching. College. Blah, 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 blah. So, but I'm just watching the, the live stream light up, and I got a couple of emails regarding that, and I'm kind of laughing. I'm kind of like, are you kidding me? <laughs> people are. People are getting that upset. Holy mackerel. Holy mackerel. Uh, let's see here. We got uh, some other stuff uh, to get into in regards to that um, when it comes to um, the uh, defensive coordinator position and such. Our buddy Steve says, how long do you think it's going to take to get a new D.C.? I, I, the over and under for me is about four days. You got to get somebody. Unless the dominoes for the, head, the remaining head coaching jobs don't fall, which I think there's only one now, right? The Atlanta Falcons have hired a guy, so that leaves what? Just Seattle? Because Carolina's out. It's just Seattle, right? Seattle and Washington. Yep. Seattle and Washington. Okay. So those are the two jobs that are left. I think at this point you'd probably rather have, if you're a head coach, you'd probably rather have Seattle than you would Washington. Although Washington, you know what? It's a whole new ownership group. Uh, You've got a completely fresh slate over there in Washington, of you can be on the precipice of building something from nothing, from the fiery, smoky ruins that was Daniel Snyder and that whole – and you hate to see Ron Rivera kind of tossed out. They threw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. But they're just just gutting it. This was a train wreck. This was a house of ill repute on the end of a bad cul-de-sac, and we are going to just gut the house. It's like uh, watching a renovation show at this point. New ownership, new people, new personnel, new, new behind-the-scenes stuff, you know, coaching staff, everything. And they're just – they gutted it. Everything's laying out in the front of the, uh, you know, FedEx field in the dumpster. So if you're one of those people that like reclamation projects and you want to go grab all the old barn wood out of FedEx field, that's where it's at. It's in the dumpster outside. Everybody's gone. So they're just kind of starting over. Maybe that might not be a bad way to go because your expectations are so incredibly low. The expectations going into Seattle, albeit you have a better team, but you also have a, a little bit of a uh, you're not quite sure what you have in Geno Smith. Geno Smith did not have the same year this year as he had last year. And that's why when we talk about you know, Jordan Love, you want to say Jordan Love, they found the guy, he's the man. But you also have to say, now they got a book on you. Coming in the next season, they're going to every coach that you play, specifically in your own division, they're going to know exactly what it is you do, what you can and can't do, what you're good and you're not good at. And they're going to have the book and they're going to say, hey, got to get him running to the left. Doesn't throw well that direction or the right. Doesn't throw well in that direction. Got to get him rolling out of the pocket. Move him around a little bit. Does, throws floaters, you know. I mean, all that kind of stuff. They're going to look at all of that. 
doesn't read the blitz on this side, doesn't, you know, whatever. Whatever they find, they're going to look at. Now you got to see if you can put that kind of a season together again and do it more consistently for an entire 17-game season. So that's why you kind of hedge your bets a little bit when it comes to paying Jordan Love, you know, generational money because, you know, yeah, he put up great stats, but you got to do it for more than a year. So Geno Smith, perfect example of that. Been in the league a while. Last year just lit the world on fire. Comeback player of the year. Stupendous stuff. And this year, not as good. Not as good. Uh, he then goes on to say, I said, what are your thoughts on Wink Martindale? Uh, but the defense of Carolina, uh, Evro is intriguing. Do you think he would be given permission to talk to the Packers about a lateral move? Uh, I am not a Brandon Staley fan, and I hope they don't go that route. Here are my thoughts on the championship weekend. Uh, Casey of Baltimore, I have gone back and forth in this game numerous times. In the end of a close game, I normally stay with the home team, but in this case, I'm going to go with Mahomes and the Chiefs. Casey squeaks one out uh, in the end, 31-30. Uh, and then Detroit and San Francisco, as much as I'm rooting for the Lions, I think San Fran's uh, got their wake-up call against the Packers last week. It pushed them back uh, to the brink. And reality, being the home team helps. I think that uh, that ends Dan Campbell's role, and it backfires on him. San Fran pulls away 30-20. to 20. Have a great weekend. That's our buddy Steve in Richfield. Steve, you the man. Appreciate it. You the man. Good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Dennis says, I believe the uh, beginning of the end for Joe Barry was the horrible defensive performance in the Panther game. Uh, The Panther game and then DeVito. I I think when you look and a guy named Tommy DeVito smoked your ass easily. That was, that, that to me was probably the beginning of all of that too. Uh, the embarrassment forced LaFleur to get involved and oversee what Barry was doing uh, via game planning. I'm sure he didn't like what he saw. And he had Bisaccia work with him and Barry to put together future game plans. The immediate improvements were very impressive as well. LaFleur finally realized uh, blaming the players for Barry's failures was a huge mistake. Um, he wasn't all the time blaming the players. He kept saying, we got to coach better. In those games, he always said, we have to coach better, I have to coach better. I mean, he put himself first, so I always appreciated that. Uh, There were times that players did not make plays. And if if it's there for everybody to see, it's fair. But Devondre Campbell had a point in that game against, more so against the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when he said, look, dude, you're you're matching me up with speedy wideouts, and I've got a bad wheel here. What, What the hell are you doing? I'm not going to get blamed for that, for, you know, Evans going over the middle and catching touchdown passes. I can't keep up with the guy. I can barely walk and get out of bed. I'm busting my ass just to be able to get on the field. And you're matching me up with this guy? Come on. And I can't blame him. Then came the Niners game. Barry allowed a creative and aggressive game plan that LaFleur and Versace helped him to create. Uh, The Packers defense confused and controlled the Niners offense for almost the entire game. Then came their last drive of the game with it on the line and the one stop of the defense, the Packers win, and they win a championship game under the uh, pressure Barry was under. Barry was being Barry, went off script, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Final dagger. No, I think Barry was out long before that. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I 100%. I thought unless it was a dynamic performance and Joe Barry was doing it behind the scenes, I believe Joe Barry was I, – I never, ever, ever thought Joe Barry hung on to his job, ever. When Matt LaFleur, you go through that stretch of games and you're looking at Tampa Bay, Carolina, 
You'll lose in Pittsburgh. You'll lose to Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants. You're going through that stretch where you're just, you look bad. And we keep talking about communication. And, you know, communication, first couple of games, eh, okay, I get it. You know, maybe you're getting a, a new system. Maybe you got some new guys working with new guys alongside them. Takes a little while. Offensive line takes a little while, you know, to be familiar with one another, what they can and can't do. But you can't go 14 weeks into the season and still be talking about bad communication, and that's the reason your, your defense is failing. That, that's, that is squarely on the shoulders of your defensive coordinator. Either he can't teach or he can't relay the message to the, to the position guys. But you can't have every position guy being a failure. It's ultimately the umbrella coming from the top that covers everything. And that, that was – I never, ever thought that Joe Barry was coming back. Never. Never, ever, ever. When it got to be a sticky situation in the Q&A and Bill Huber and company were pressing Matt LaFleur on, why are you keeping this guy? You knew that was it. You cannot run it back. You can't. And, and so I know some people thought that as they continue to win that, oh, my God, palm to forehead, you're going to end up keeping Joe Barry. But I, I never in my, my wildest dreams thought Joe Barry would be back. Never, ever, ever. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. More of the Bill Michael Show. Coming up next. Ready. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Big game coming up. Big game coming up. We all know that. A couple weeks away. And if you are thinking about hosting a Super Bowl party, maybe getting some people over there, friends, families, whatever, keep everybody occupied while all the pre-gaming's going on, uh, check out our friends at Master Z's on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. Whether it's bars, bar stools, they have darts and dart boards, all the table game accessories. They have pool tables, shuffleboard, bumper pool, table games of all type. They've got it. And uh, even grilling accessories. So maybe you're going to, you know, like last night, I, I shoveled a little pathway out to the, the Tiki Bar and was doing a little grilling. They've got all the grilling accessories, too. Or if you're just starting to think about warmer weather and you're thinking about the summer, they have uh, some great specials right now on some of the uh, 2024 patio editions and outdoor living editions. So check out our friends at Master's Ease. Master's Ease on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. Call them today for all the in-store specials. Uh, that's 262-746-5931. People come from all over because of the quality of this stuff. It it's lasts a lifetime. Lasts a lifetime. So give them a shout again. Uh, 262-746-5931. 262-746-5931. That is our friends at Master's Ease on Blue Mountain Road in Brookfield. They got a lot of good stuff over there. As a matter of fact, I'm going to head over. I uh, I need some new bar stools for my, I got a like a breakfast nook around my stove area, uh, you know, like an island. And I the, the bar stools I've had now like six years, and it's time to get some new ones. So I got to go over there for that. Um, Let's see here. JJ says, uh, by the way, we're having a heat wave here in Wisconsin for January. It's awesome. Right? I know, and I was talking to Barb yesterday from Four Seasons, and I know that a lot of the ski hills are suffering whether it's up north or right here in our own backyard, you know, further south. Uh, I get it. And a lot of those people really rely upon cold weather and snow and, you know, and they're losing thousands, specifically over the holiday season when you had from uh, right before Christmas all the way through New Year's, 
it was uh, above average temperatures. It wasn't even freezing. So they couldn't even make snow. They were losing tens of thousands of dollars. And I know that's a huge economical impact to the state. However, personally speaking, <laughs> uh, I am not a cold fan. So I know my buddies all want to go snowmobiling and they're just, you know, bitching, whining, moaning and complaining. And I get it. I understand it. But, hey, every day that you and I live above freezing is one step closer to summer. That's the way I look at it. We are, I don't even think we're going to get near normal. Um, we're in the 40s the next week from what I understand. So I don't even think we get real cold. I mean, maybe in the month of February, the second week or something, but boy, man, we're not, uh, yeah, we're, we're not going to get a whole lot of snow, I don't think, unless people are making it, that's for sure. Uh, 877-867-1670, Uh This is, this is from Mark who says, uh, listening to the program, I'm typing away and acting like I'm working. I'm not typing anything at all. It's a Friday. I just didn't feel like working until my boss kicked open the door and said, what are you working on? I looked up at him and I kind of smiled. I gave him kind of a BS answer. He looked over my shoulder and said, no, you're not. You're listening to Bill Michaels. He said, I'm doing the same thing down the hall. Why are people bitching about Jim Leonard? That's awesome. That's awesome. Your boss comes in and says, oh, it's a Friday. I'm doing the same thing. We're not doing anything. You just don't worry about it. And then the, the discussion becomes Joe Barry. <laughs> that's, that's great. Love that. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so we're, we're, we're off to a fabulous start today, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Uh, let's go to Tom listening to us in Mexico. Tom, what's going on, man? Hola, Bill. What's happening? Uh, a happy, a belated happy 2024 after the Packers uh, beat the Vikings. I left the country, and I couldn't return because they were winning, being a superstitious fella. <laughs> uh, but through the there you the go. Miracle, the internet, I've been able to kind of watch some of the games, and and, and um, I, I I did have a couple of questions. I apologize if you've been through this before, but a uh, couple of questions about the process for the Packers hiring the D coordinator. Uh, the first question is, do you think that Lafleur and Goody go in to particularly some of the veterans, you know, a Preston Smith, a Kenny Clark, a Jair, and and kind of bounce ideas off these guys i mean in terms of if they if, if they think they should you know fire Barry and which direction they go do they have those conversations um i don't know about firing Barry, but i think they get an assessment of how they felt they were used what was good what was bad i i mean i think there's an open discussion about it sure well, especially when it comes to some of the guys you're relying upon you know tell me so about what kind have- of a season you thought you had type of thing absolutely but would they ask him a pointed question like, do you want to continue playing for Coach Barry? I don't think so. And the reason why would be because if for whatever reason you don't want to fire him and they say, I don't want to play for him, you know what I mean? Then it, be, it creates an yeah. awkward situation. Now, if the whole group comes together and says, man, this guy doesn't know what he's doing, much like you started to get the sense for the guys in the Milwaukee Bucks with Adrian Griffin, then you go, okay, we got to make a change. But I don't think that they put the job status on 
via question on the players. Maybe the players went to the head coach and said, Coach, man, what's going on here? You know, Maybe the Rasul Douglas comments of, you know, Joe Barry comes down, tells us we're changing the defense, doesn't explain anything, goes back upstairs and doesn't really talk to us and leaves us wondering. Maybe that comment expedited the Joe Barry thoughts. But I don't think that they actually sit down and say, do you want to play for Joe Barry? Now, they may ask them, hey, have you heard of Brandon Staley? Have you heard of such and such? Have you heard of Ron Rivera? What do you think of what it is they do? Do you have familiarity? You know, maybe they get that perspective. Because what it is is you want the players to have a little bit of input. And the reason why is because then they buy in. They have to. You know? But I don't think the players, unless things are horrifically bad, I don't think the players necessarily get the do you want to play for him anymore. Because if you're asking that question, you're probably already determining the fate, you know? 877-867-1670, an hour down, three to go. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Next.